0: You are now listening to Chair Shop Radio. Always use your head.
2: It is Tuesday, which means it is time once again for Chair Shot Radio. Not Hockey Talk. That's right, everybody. This week's episode is Fuck Hockey Talk. It's WrestleMania. Dave and I sitting here together. We're going to skip hockey this week. And by the time this podcast drops, of course, WrestleMania will have come and gone. Cody Rhodes will have presumably Returned to the stop it, Dave! Don't even give that face. Everybody knows he's coming back. He's coming back. They, that Dave Meltzer video that's floating around right now, the interview he apparently did with Denise Alcedo, whatever that is not that is speculation at its worst. And by the time this airs, we will have all scoffed at how dumb that whole thing was for getting around. It's like the worst kept secret in wrestling. And by now we'll have had a WrestleMania and a Raw under our belts with Cody Rhodes back in the company. So, but yeah, I uh, was joking about this with Dave, everyone. And uh, yes, I am joined by the lawyer himself, David Ungar, my partner in crime. It's been a very exciting weekend for myself uh, so far. Uh, I finally got the new laptop, uh, which means that as soon as I finish getting all my audio soundboards and everything set up you'll no longer and in fact if you're listening now you don't hear that annoying buzz like there will be no more patrick o'down making copies jokes from one pc tony uh, and i'm very excited about this
1: yeah it's a um modern technology is a wonderful thing when it works. So yes, you, uh, and like I said, you look younger with your enhanced camera and
2: better camera, right? Yeah.
1: It's amazing. Computers make you better looking. It's, it's, well, not me, but you, of course.
2: I mean, yeah, it's the hairline for you, man. There's just no, there's no covering that up is is really what it comes down to. So here's what I thought we would do. Cause obviously we, I don't want to do like a preview show for a show that will have already happened by the time we got here. But what I did really want to talk about and, and, the, and folks, the reason we're doing this, by the way, we're only do what we're going to do one commercial break today. And then we're going to speak in length. I just want to speak in length about the hall of fame ceremony that just dropped on Friday. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, I actually stayed up for it. I watched the whole thing, uh, with the little O'Dowd who, uh, surprisingly enough we, was kind of into it watching it and he's not been a, a big wrestling guy but i you know i didn't i followed along with what was going on at SuperCard of honor so i don't i don't know did you do anything wrestling related on friday as we record this saturday like in terms of your viewings
1: viewings a little bit i did the um did the preview show WrestleMania preview show on DWI, which took a little bit of time. Right, right. One trivia, thank you. Whooped oh, up congratulations on, up on those guys. So yes. If I had the soundboard, I would play the the thunderous Supplies for you. <laughs> um, I caught some of like Taker's speech. Uh, heard a little bit of you know saw this stuff with um with uh Shad's Shad's son. family, yeah, yeah, which was probably the best and most deserving Warrior Award so far. Um. Saw Taker at right. the end with the whole never say never.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> hold up. Don't, I don't want you to speculate. I just asked you what you'd see.
1: So, I saw that, we're gonna... I saw a little bit of uh, what happened at Supercard of Honor. Didn't watch it, but cool. just kind of got some reports. All
2: right. So what we're going to do, we'll go ahead and actually maybe we will take two commercial breaks today because what we'll do is we'll take the first commercial break and then we're going to talk about everybody except The Undertaker. And then we'll take a we'll take a commercial break, and then we'll talk about the Undertaker, and that that keeps us with our with our two commercial breaks, and and we'll we'll be in good shape. And and yeah, I just I think the Hall of Fame is something that's been sort of put in the periphery in the last few years, and I think it's worth talking about it, especially somebody like Mark Calloway, aka the the Undertaker. I, I thought it was overall a good show, so yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So when we come back, we'll talk about everyone that was in the hall of F- that was put into the hall of fame yesterday, except for The Undertaker. Second commercial break, The Undertaker. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio. Fuck hockey. It's WrestleMania here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. A part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
2: All right, welcome back, everyone. I forgot to mention that... This week's episode is, of course, on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. So please make sure you do that. And yeah, let's let's dive into it. So this was interesting to me with the, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony in that for years and years and years and years and years, we've had these really big classes, right? Like seven, eight, nine, ten people, and. Even if you listen to other wrestling podcasts leading up into this weekend when they would talk about WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame, folks would be like, are they going to announce anybody else? Like, and at the time it was, I think one of the podcasts I listened to dropped on Thursday this pat this past Thursday. And when they recorded the podcast, they only knew about Charmel, Vader, The Undertaker and and Shad. They hadn't announced the Steiners yet. The Steiners were announced really, really late. Um, and they were like, wow, it's just, you know, it's really interesting. It's such a, such a, such a small class. I think that was a good thing because I think it got lost. So much got lost in the shuffle when you had just so many names and, you know, for, for lack of a better word, diminishing returns on your resources, uh, have, 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 I think also played a role in this as well. and, And particularly in women's wrestling, as I'm sure we'll get to, but, Dave, your thoughts just on the changing of how they did this. It was still a three-hour television program.
1: Dude, I'll be honest. There were a lot of people, myself included, who thought Undertaker should be the only one going in this year. That eh. that he was, you know, uh, somebody of his stature maybe deserved the stage all to himself. And, and I thought about that. I said, well, Austin didn't get that. Hogan didn't get that. So why, you know, I, and I understand it's Taker, but you can't really... Yeah, he's probably on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore, but is he a bigger star than Austin or Hogan? Probably not. Arguably not. Well. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, like you're saying, the smaller class, because, I, I mean, I've, we've all been to WrestleManias, and, and like when they did, I, I think last time they were in Dallas, going to that Hall of Fame ceremony when Sting got inducted, and man, it's a grind to sit there through yeah. all that stuff. And some of these guys just don't know when to shut the hell up and they just go on and on and on so i was i was billy jim yeah i was fine with the smaller class and 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 it still took too long so that's all right
2: here's what i thought was really interesting though is that everybody except for the undertaker was it was clear they were given a time limit it was and in fact um I, just kind of in my own mind, sort of the order of how I want to talk about these folks and, and inductees. Cause I think some of them, we have less to say than others. We'll talk about Charmel really quick. I think we go Charmel, Vader, Steiners. Um, to, Oh, and then Shad. I, I was like, I keep forgetting about the warrior award. Um, but the Steiners, like Scott makes his joke or Scott gives his part of the speech. And then Rick jumps on. He's like, you he only left me a minute to talk, dude. Thanks a lot. Like, and there's four, like, he's like, they gave us four minutes and you took three. Uh, so it was clear and you could tell it like a lot of the speeches were very, were for, for those from whether it be the presenters or the, the inductees themselves. It was very, it was very clipped, very short. It felt, I don't know if it felt shortchanging. I do think that there's probably a better balance in sort of the undercard of it all. And then, yeah, they let, they let Mark Calloway rightfully have the stage for as long as he wanted it. So, uh, yeah, I think the pacing was weird in that sense because it was like fast, 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 fast. And then going, uh, here we go with the, with this longer speech.
1: And they're, and they're kind of, you know, coming back to normal. I mean, they didn't have it right. in 2020. And then last year was, was a, the, a, the, an the, amalgamation the of the two. Yeah. And now, so this is more of a normal, and, and you know they're going to adjust with this two night WrestleMania thing going on. You start to think, okay, how much do we actually have to cram in to this one thing? We got all these events going on, so it, you know they're, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to find their groove.
2: Do you think it would make more sense to instead of doing a go home SmackDown, do the Hall of Fame? I, I know they, I know they want to push it to the to the network, but do the if they made SmackDown like and called it Hall of Fame SmackDown to where remember back in the day the USA used to show like an hour of the big I remember watching the Bret Hart induction with Greg back in Connecticut I like I, I almost wonder if there isn't value in doing say the the hour the last hour of SmackDown being more of Either a pre show or the first round of inductees, or maybe the first hour of SmackDown would be like the pre show, the warm up stuff where Michael Cole and Corey Graves are sitting there and they're talking. And maybe you just don't have an hour of content there to do that. Um, and then have like the first, the last hour of SmackDown be the first hour of the Hall of Fame and then transition to the network for a second hour of the big names or, or something like that. Yeah. Why, because, not? why not? Because the, the other thing that really, um, annoyed me, and I don't know if it annoyed you, was we had this we we had this SmackDown and I and I get it, like it was basically a clip show because you can't you don't want anybody really working. You don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't you don't want to do you don't want to do too much. So you know you end on a you end on a stage segment, you know, you end on a skid segment. There's not a lot of wrestling wrestling. What It just, to me, program and then programmatically, these wrestlers have to go and get shifted into their formals to then do the Hall of Fame. And I don't, did they move or was the Hall of Fame in the same location? Because like Happy Corbin and uh, what's his name? You know, they're there and suited up and ready to go. Like seated on the dais, so I I don't even know if they were in the same location or if they were in different spots.
1: I don't know because you know you look at what happened last night and and Madcap Moss won the Andre the Giant battle memorial right. rumble whatever yeah whatever that is uh yeah. and and so you know and then i think you're he's the one you're talking about with happy corbett who shows up at right the, yeah so they did something there something was pre i don't know how you win the rumble battle royal and then yeah now get you're showered suit, up get, get showered up, up get dressed, and now you're there yeah. that uh i i mean really when you look at what smackdown did last night which was really the only thing of significance and i'm air quoting significance because they've taken the Andre and moved it now to the pre-pre-show which is really what Smackdown was last night right. and, and put it on there so yeah i mean you know should you just make the Hall of Fame the night before these two night Wrestlemanias and give it you know 2 hours on Fox and call it Smackdown right. Hall of Fame why not i mean it, right. it, it's and, and, more and again, significant and again, if you
2: want and if you want to drive traffic to the network for the big like the headlining inductee fine because, and this was this is my other quibble, and I get it. Like, if you wanted to watch that live on the Eastern Time Zone, you you didn't go to bed till twelve forty five. And I get it. WrestleMania is going to be the same way tonight and tomorrow. Though, actually, I don't know that that's true because they've really lately tightened it up quite a bit. So. Anyway, all of that is to say, the ceremony itself was was, was a lot of fun. Let's talk about the, these uh, these undercard inductees, if you will, uh, and just kind of go down the line. Charmel, um, I, I know it's it's the WWE's and, and Hall of Fame, so if they say you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. She she should be in the Coco Beware wing of of the Hall of Fame, in, in my opinion. Tori Wilson,
1: but I mean, come on, well, Tori Wilson. But here's
2: my thing. And and I'm not denying that she wasn't a fun character when paired with King Booker. What was was beautiful about that induction, though, was not her speech. It was Booker. Like, find someone who loves you the way that Booker T. loves Charmel. Because he was so much more emotional than she was. (laughs) like giving his introduction to her as she was walking, he was sitting there like every couple of seconds yelling, all hail the queen, you know, or long live the queen or something like that. And that was beautiful. And that was really nice and sweet. And you can like, when, you know, some people will say like, I love such and such. They're my world. It is clear to me that charmelle is Booker T's world.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, and I didn't see it, but I'm just, I can imagine based on, what he said about her in the past and and his reaction to her. Yeah. I I mean, that's great that, that Booker kind of took the reins on that whole thing. Cause you know, Charmelle's talented and she's charismatic, but you know, not Booker's level. So having him kind of carry that and set her up, give her the assist to let her go do her thing. Yeah. That was cool. I mean, yeah. What are you going to say? Like you're saying it's WWE. It's like when we do those lists on bandwagon nerds, there are lists. It's their hall of fame. If they think she's worthy, that's Vince's call and she's worthy and deal with it. Absolutely.
2: Uh, next up and probably what was my least memorable speech of the night, uh, was, uh, the induction of Vader. Uh, he was inducted by his, um, wife and son. I thought his son was terrific. Uh, his wife was a little interesting, um, to, to say the least. She, she was very happy to be there. Uh, my God, my God. But, um, you know, I was never a big Vader guy, other than the the presentation in WCW with the headset from the the, the, the Japanese like headdress and all that. That presentation was always amazing, and he he really was in my mind the lar- the larger than life figure of WCW. And I actually think it's funny like he came to the WWE and he was brought in big, but then they I really felt like they just dis- diminished him. A lot in his time and for whatever reason whether they didn't see it or or what uh i would have loved for jim Cornette to have been invited to to do the the introduction uh because of the partnership that they had in the wwe to me that would have made a lot of sense i know you go with who you've got but jim would have been a, a great addition i thought
1: i mean i think i think vader's definitely worthy of being in the hall i know a lot oh, absolutely, more, a, lot absolutely. Of, a lot of backlash out there about him getting in that i didn't really understand from some a certain segment of fans and whatever um i think yeah you're right his run in wcw was very impressive you know uh beating sting his feud with sting was epic he put over ron simmons to have ron be yep. the first african-american world champion but you're absolutely right. His run in WWE, uh, you know, I, I remember thinking that okay, he's going to take the title off of Shawn, and it didn't happen. And then he really right. just kind of faded to the background. You know, a few a few moments here and there. You know, putting Gorilla Monsoon out. That I, I distinctly remember that. Um, but yeah, I think he his WCW tenure was much more significant than anything he accomplished in WWE. But you know, I mean, this, of course, this is also a guy who got his eye poked out in that match with Stan Hansen, put it back in and kept going in Japan.
2: Right. I mean, they made an eye popping joke there during the, during the, <laughs> the, the speech is Sunday. That's to be appropriate. That, and that was the other thing. Like they can they kept r- circling back to the, asking the audience, what time it, is it? And, and that sort of thing. And I get it. Okay. Ha ha. That was cute. Um, once but they did it three times (laughs) it was just like okay uh i get we yes that's it that was his catchphrase um all right next we're next was the 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 duo that i was really excited to see and the most disappointed in the amount of time that they actually had and that was the steiners um it was clear this meant a lot to scott he was he was very emotional and giving a speech he, you know and much like a lot of these people when they get inducted, like his speech was talking about uh, talking to his, his wife and his children uh, and, and how much they they were to him. But to me, I, they the Steiners were my favorite tag team in the 90s um, you know and maybe and our, when they when they came to the WWE, I was so excited. For them to go to the WWE, and they, they only they stuck out their year and then moved back sucked like I, I hated that I lost him and then was so excited to get them back into the fold in wCW hated seeing them break up you know Scott obviously is a special talent um all on his own crazy promos notwithstanding but honestly I loved Rick Rick was my guy I love because as a midwest sort of salt of the earth dude that's the guy who struck me as the one I related to out of the two of them. Rick, just get your hands dirty. Kind of guy, a little crazy, loved them. Wish that they would have been allowed a little bit more time to speak.
1: Do you think that they were nervous about Scott being a loose cannon and going off and saying? Oh, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. They joked about it when he took the mic, like he made a joke that was like, um, Hey, you know, they gave me a lot. They gave me a, they gave me a light or they gave me a live mic like what what it's gonna happen but he gave a i thought he gave a really good speech They, you know didn't get any chances to to didn't didn't give them any like there wasn't really any time to tell stories like scott told one story of him on the road with macho with with uh savage and it was a nice story it was an old joke like a classic cow joke um where Savage uh, like said, "Hey, I bet you I can make you make these cows come to me before you do," uh, and, and you know he tells the whole joke and it goes over. And then Rick had a little bit of time to talk. Braun Breaker obviously was the one to introduce them. He he gave a limited speech. And here's the other thing: is I don't think like Rick was happy to be there, but like they were trying to like take a like kind of create like a photo op moment, and Rick really wasn't having it. Like, which I thought was really interesting. Like Braun was trying to get them to like, you know, maybe stand on the turnbuckles or do something to to kind of pose in the crowd. And Rick was like, no, no, no. Like you can actually see him like wave it off. Like, I, So I also think that, that maybe why Scotty did most of the talking, even though Rick made a joke about it, was because maybe he's
1: a little uncomfortable with like that setting a scenario. Rick was never obviously the biggest talker of the two of them. No, it was no always Scott, who was the charismatic one, but I'm, I'm with you, man. Like they were one of my favorite teams. Uh, and uh, when they came up and, and I mean, they kind of certainly they're running WCW again, another, you know, we talked about with that with Vader, they were more successful, I guess. I know what they're two time WWF tag team champions. Um, and, and, but But yeah, Scott was an innovator, that Frankensteiner that he did before Hurricane Rana's were an everyday thing, kind of like Jake Roberts with the DDT, similar to that sort of scenario. But they were an innovative tag team. And I I still, you know, there were not many teams back in that time frame that could go toe to toe with the Road Warriors and win. And the Steiners actually beat them at that Starcade, that one where they had that future shock thing with the round robin tournament. The Steiners won that match. um, Yep. So yeah, I, I mean a, a great tag team. And and I agree with you. Their run in WWF was um was somewhat disappointing. I mean, they had a really good um uh with uh who is, who they faced at WrestleMania nine. I was there, you'd think I'd fucking remember. But uh, it was head this, shrinkers? Yeah, yeah, head shrinkers, right. It, it, formerly Samoan SWAT team islanders sort of thing. Right. Um and that was a pretty good, probably one of the best, if not the best, matches on that card. Um uh, but yeah, they're Certainly as far as tag teams go, they deserve to go in as one of the most innovative tag teams of their generation.
2: The uh, last thing I'll say about them and what, and Scott should go in by himself at some point. Uh, Maybe not, in the you know, if there was a WCW hall of fame, Scott Steiner would be in there by himself as well as the, as the Steiner brothers as a tag team. The other thing that I, the reason why I was so blown away by the Steiners was you had, Rick, who was, you know, and these were collegiate wrestlers too, right? Wore the, the maze and blue with pride. So you had Rick, who had the, the traditional look and singlet and would do all the sort of the mat wrestling stuff. Then you had Scott, who was this big dude who did some of the most athletic. Like he did a Hurricane Rana. Who does that? Who, like, of his size, who does that? You know that is like ability to he was such a great athlete and and he when he was not blown up blown up when he went big Papa pomp and he just couldn't do it anymore well, I mean, that sucked, but when he was when he was young and could just do all the shit, I get why w c w wanted to break them up as soon as possible like I his, get it
1: his Frankensteiner there I mean you're talking Hurricane Ronas. his was different though because he got right. such torque on that thing that you could say okay it that's a, devastating that's a real finishing move not like the stuff you see 20 times on raw or smackdown in, in a given week um, there's
2: there's only two hurricane ron as i like to see the the frankensteiner because it's a big dude who looks like he's crushing you and then ray mysterio when he turned it into the pin like i loved when Ray when ray and he did it so fast like ray was so fast with that thing and when he turned it that pin, it was Oh, it was
1: amazing one, to watch. One thing about Rick though, man, uh, you will be hard pressed to find too many guys who threw a better clothesline than that Steiner line that he would level people with. I mean, that right. was awesome. I mean, it's, it's Stan
2: Hansen, Nikita Koloff level, JBL Larry. stuff like that. JBL. Yeah. So absolutely. All right. The last, the last inductee on, on the undercard, if you will, uh, was the warrior award, the less said about Dana Warrior, the better. Uh, she looked like a French fried skeleton up there, and it terrified me. And yes, you know, if, send your hate tweets about me ripping on a person's appearance to at Wrestling Realist. That's at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. I don't care. The woman terrifies me. Um, whatever. Everybody was ready for Shad Gaspard's induction. Uh, it was a very you could. It was a very emotional speech. Um, you could tell that his, his widow had, was very emotional in delivering that speech. She was holding, trying to hold herself together so much, uh, so hard, um, being able to speak, you know, directly to her son, JTG and Shad's son doing the crime time, um, high five stuff, um, was great. It was amazing. Um, and that was, and that was the thing is I was like, Oh, JTG is going to be up there too. And he wasn't, I was, it was so beautiful. Like he did the moment with, with, with um, Shad's kid. And then he just went back down to the audience and, and I thought that was nice. It was like this nice moment. He stood, he hugged them both. And then let them have their moment in their stage. And yeah, it's just uh it was terrific. I had forgotten about the, uh, the other story that she told about him breaking up a like store robbery or something. Like how crazy is that? Recovering her lost dog
1: the guy is, um, Chad was a hero. I I mean, there's no other way to, to put it. It wasn't just what unfortunately took his life. Like you're saying, there's other examples of us, heroic things that he did, which is, you know, it's ironic that he was such a hero on a team called crime time, but whatever. uh,
2: It it, wouldn't be pro wrestling if we didn't lean into stereotypes. That's
1: right. Exactly. But I, I think, you know, with the possible exception of Connor, you know, who was the first recipient and obviously deserving. I think, you know, Shad probably is the most deserving of all of them. Just, you know, cause, cause yeah, like every time I think of him now, I think hero, I, I mean, what a heroic sacrifice he made for his son, uh, just tragic, terrible circumstances. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I need to go back and watch that. Cause I, I wanted to see that. And, and I know when they first announced him, I, thought in my mind was okay he's the most deserving one so far and then i stopped and think. well connor was you know that's a different scenario obviously but uh they usually get this one right as far as who's going in and it, it's one place that i haven't had any sort of quibbles with wwe over the years as to who gets the warrior award so yeah it, yeah it's
2: it's it's one of those things that <sighs> doesn't need to be awarded every year right
1: probably not I mean, but like
2: like, awarded for a reason and, and it's good. Like, I will say this, the recipients of the awards that they've had at different times, uh, was it the former football player, the Rutgers guy who was, um, was paralyzed in a wheelchair. Eric, he, Eric something. Yeah. Right. Eric. Yeah. He I was think, like,
1: Joan uh, London got it too, or somebody or
2: for her, like humanitarian work. Yeah. Right.
1: And a cancer survivor. Right.
2: Right. Like, uh, there's been, I think there's been deserving recipients and i do like that it takes on a different meaning but if you're struggling to find someone to receive it then then don't give it out it doesn't have to be every year it's like the celebrity wing we didn't have to um we we did we didn't we don't have to have a celebrity hall of fame inductee every year then they didn't this year there's none so don't don't keep it so um but yeah i i liked it i think that the like I said, the only shift I would have done is, yes, give people a time limit, make it, make expand it, balance it a little bit more so that the Steiners don't get four minutes. Or, or anybody, any of them, they all deserve to have more than uh, a few minutes to be out there. And yeah, people are going to go long. Sure, balance it. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk at length about The Undertaker, the dead man himself. Before we go to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that uh, if you love what we do here on the ChairShot Radio Network uh, and love what we do at the shot.com, head over to prorestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of great designs for you to choose from. Everything from shows to sayings to even logos. We work really, really hard to put quality content on your podcasting airwaves every single day of the week. Holidays, it doesn't matter. We do it all and we love people to to get that content and the best way to keep us going and to help keep us going strong is to head over to pro dot forward slash the chair shot. They're only $19.99 or if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style, your body, your epidermis as PC Tunney will say, well, thank you. All right. When we come back all about the undertaker and his hall of fame induction speech, you are listening to chair shot radio, Fuck hockey! It's WrestleMania here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two,
0: one. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out the bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
2: All right, welcome back, everyone. So, we're going to wrap up this Fuck Hockey, It's WrestleMania episode of uh, ban- our bandwagon nerds uh, of Chairshot Radio by talking about the quote unquote main event of the Hall of Fame ceremony this past Friday, the dead man himself. Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, was given basically a full hour to, to talk. Vince McMahon came out. Uh, I want to start by saying if you are a fan that goes to a Hall of Fame ceremony and feels the need to chant what at any speaker, go fuck yourself and never come back. What the, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like these, This show, and I say this all the time, the fans are a part of a show. They aren't the show. And if you were chanting what at Vince McMahon while well, he's trying to list off the accomplishments of The Undertaker, if you're trying to make the show about yourself and you should go fucking stop, watch wrestling, stop watching wrestling. Go to AEW where they welcome that shit because it's stupid. It's stupid and you should be better. And I'm not saying it needs to be a solemn occasion, but let the man speak. Just let him speak. My other thought, and I tweeted this when it happened, I ever in my life, all the i've watched wwe Hall of fame broadcast witnessed an ovation like like the undertaker got yesterday it was amazing it was emotional it got me emotional how much love they showed that man and he deserved it he deserved every second of that and you know people made jokes about the undertaker kind of pacing like a Baptist preacher with it, with his headset and walking back and forth. Clearly that's how he was going to be comfortable addressing everybody and telling his stories. You know what? He has the right to do whatever the hell he wants. He wrestled for that company for 30 some years, gave you some of the best WrestleMania main events of all time. And yeah, he laid some clunker or he had some clunkers. He also talked about being given some shitty opponents and joking about it because it is. And he thanked everybody and their brother. From the woman who made his costumes to his wife to Bruce Pritchard. And it was just great stuff. So, Dave, talk a little bit about your feelings about The Undertaker and then what you caught out of that speech.
1: Oh, man. Undertaker. Like, I think when we first started this episode where I was comparing him to Hogan and Austin is, a, is appropriate in this situation. I mean, he's probably not... And I don't know why, just because of the way his character was. Uh, but, you know, when you talk about goats, you've got to talk about Undertaker and Mark Calloway and 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 what an unbelievable run he had from the guy who started as Mean Mark. Well, I mean, he started even before that, but, you know, he kind of broke onto the scene as Mean Mark in WCW, comes up to yeah. WWF, uh, comes out with Brother Love. He's the Undertaker. You're thinking... Oh, geez, another big guy with a gimmick. Oh, this is going to be go over, you know, like everything else that went over back in those days. And it didn't. And he was great because he, he evolved with the company and, you know, okay, this dead man gimmick is kind of getting played out. Let me go and become the American badass. Okay. That gimmicks kind of run its course. Let me go back to being the dead man. And, and he just, he was the litmus test after a while for anybody coming in you know if you had a good match with taker you were on the map edge really kind of solidified himself with those matches with the undertaker i mean he was a tag team specialist of course but he didn't you know it was the singles matches with taker that really kind of put him on the map in that respect but i mean nobody more deserving of of being inducted than the undertaker uh you know the whole thing last night with the headset it's like look that's not that's mark calloway talking to you and you don't Get too many Mark Calloway moments, you know, where he's just he's just trying to talk to people and connect with them. But you're right, the ovation he got was one of the, I mean, geez, that was something to to behold. It got everybody emotional. It got him emotional. The "You Deserve It" chants, which of course are played out, were actually appropriate there for once, you know, and not overdone. And uh, I I you know what I saw of the speech was great. He's got so many stories and so many moments and. You know, I can't wait for the day where we get a really detailed anthology of Undertaker with just all sorts of stuff attached to that. But he's, he's just, he's one of the greatest of all time. You know, the streak is never going to be duplicated. And, uh, I, you know, I, you, you wonder every year, you know, they say, well, who's going to be the main event for the Hall of Fame? And it's always somewhat debatable. You know, you get guys like Goldberg or, or Warrior or something like that being the main event no dispute this year. Nobody was quibbling about who, you know, whether this guy was deserving. It was, you know, the debate like, well, should we induct anybody else or should it just be him? Um, so yeah, it's, it's well-deserved. I'm really glad to see him going, especially going in, in Texas where he should have been in. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. He, and that's the thing is this is literally a giant of the industry here with us. So, there were so many great stories. It was it was amazing, to, you know, to to think about this guy getting overlooked in WCW. You know, according to him and his speech, they said we don't see money out of you, and you know, and Mark probably not a gimmick that's gonna that's gonna work. And to see him take what was supposed to be just Hogan's next monster and put it on to make it as iconic a role as Hulkamania uh, to the point where everybody anticipated Undertaker matches to where everybody was so horribly disappointed in his match with Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania because his body just wasn't there and, and how bad it went to people thinking that his career could extend with cinematic matches because of what he did with AJ it's, and to know that he he was the unquestioned leader of the locker room backstage, like Taker was in charge. He was he he. People often talk about Andre the Giant and his role in the locker room in the WWF days. The Undertaker was that was for thirty years basically Andre the Giant backstage. He's he was in charge. He was the arbiter. Uh, of how things got desi- decided and worked out, with few exceptions. And his speech, I thought, was very humble. Uh, you know, it was it, it was a nice chronicle of his life. Uh, and, and I think it was a I think it was as good a, a Hall of Fame speech as you could have. And, and woe to the poor person who has to edit that for whenever they show the clips during WrestleMania today and tomorrow, or Saturday and Sunday
1: raise a great point uh him being humble he's always been that way even though he has every right. reason not to be uh but he's always been very humble and very uh you know kind of just practical as far as his approach as ever, since he started talking and, and you know that's the other right. thing is it's only been the last couple years where he's been breaking character and actually giving interviews and talking about some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes so we really have only scratched the surface of what we're yep. probably going to get from him over the years. And you're just now, I mean, and that's that's a great, one of the best compliments you can give him in, in this era where kayfabe is dead. Uh, he really maintained that as much as he could and didn't divulge anything about the Mark Calloway person behind the character. It was always about Undertaker, and he didn't really break that until just a few years ago. So,
2: right. when he when he basically basically when he did that documentary
1: yeah that documentary
2: was kind of kind of the end of him always maintaining that character in the wwe arena because like the undertaker it's in the hall of fame like he never did like he was never remember you never saw you never saw shots of the undertaker sitting in the audience never happened his his mystique was such that they they protected it forever so hats off to the undertaker Hats off to what I thought was a solid Hall of Fame ceremony. And Dave, I think that's going to do it. You know, we've got about forty minutes or so, forty-five minutes. Uh, solid show on the Hall of Fame. I hope people take some time to watch it. Watch it in chunks if you can't watch that whole speech uh, all in one sitting. I get it; it's a, it's a bit much. But I, I thought it was a good ceremony. I thought it was worth the watch. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing who comes back next year. Last question for you. And then go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. I don't know how many of these you've watched, but who, who, who out of, out of the history of the WWE hall of fame was like your favorite induction speech. Uh, Like if you had to pick one, probably mine will not be. I was like, mine will not be a surprise.
1: Probably Austin's. I always liked Austin's induction a lot. Uh, Hogan's wasn't bad either, but I'd probably give Austin the edge. Over Hogan I, I you know when the Rock gets inducted That'll be so I, I want to see Takers in more detail but I probably go with Austin right now
2: sure Bobby the Brain Heaton yeah. he was so yeah. Happy um, And was just having fun And um, It was it's just a beautiful It's a beautiful Thing to watch that That Dais, by the way that that was one Of those where they were throwing so many people in Because there's like a bajillion people who got in that year but Bobby Heenan's speech—if you can find it, pinpoint it, watch it, look it up on YouTube—he—he's so happy. Uh, you know, he—he he was sad to talk a little bit about Gorilla because he really wanted Gorilla to be there. Um, but it's terrific. It's one of—it's probably my favorite Hall of Fame speech. Um, and that was before it was a big thing. Like that was before it was a, a big televised event that like everybody watched. So, all right, that's going to do it for Chair Shot Radio fuck hockey it's wrestlemania dave tell everybody where they can find you out there on the chair shot radio network
1: uh you can find me on twitter at attitude ag that is at attitude agg and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression
2: uh right and you can find me on the twitter at wrestling realist at w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t thank you everyone for listening I hope you had a great time watching WrestleMania if you did watch WrestleMania or any of the wrestling you chose to watch this weekend that is all happening because of WrestleMania. Yes, even your precious ROH and AEW, they're not running this weekend if it's not for it being WrestleMania weekend. Thank you, everyone. Hope you had a great time. We'll catch you next week. When we'll be back on the Hockey Talk. You've been listening to Chair Shot Radio. Here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com.
0: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.